understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley. Stranded family, man, if I could give you a virtual hug, I would. As a matter of fact, I'm giving you a hug right now. Like, just reach your arms out. I'm gonna pat you on the back real, real nice and then hold you real tight because I wish I could love on each and every one of you right now. Man, this like this quarantine week two feels like quarantine day 79. And I think what's got us all worried and wondering the most is we don't know the length of how long this will last. And we have no idea where we're going. We don't know the destination. Like there's just a lot of uncertainty of the unknown here. And so I get it. Worry is high. Fear and anxiety is high. And it's hard because we don't know. We just don't know. So I'm using one of the things I know for certain I have, and it is the gift of gab. But I know my place on this earth is to make other people feel safe and heard and understood and instill some hope, some inspiration and some love in any open space that I can. And we all need that now more than ever. And believe it or not, I am experiencing more gratitude during this period than I have in a very, very long time. And I think it's just because it slowed me down. And we talked about this on another last week's episode. If you haven't, go listen, go check out Welcome to the Paradigm Shift. We are now experiencing everything we prayed for. Guys, we pray, 99.9% of us pray and or ask the universe often for more time with our kids, more vacations, you know, more gratitude, just to, to be more present and be more grateful and be prepared and to have more time. And we have been gifted all of that. We have been gifted all of that. This is absolutely 100% a gift. I have more gratitude than I have ever had before, believe it or not. And I know there's another side to this. The very cause of this has another side to this. It's dangerous. It's scary. We don't know how fast it's going to spread. We don't know who it's going to get, who's going to get it. And we don't know if anybody that we know and love is going to be a part of this disaster. And that's health and finance wise. So I get it. But I am certain in my soul right now that majority of the outcome of this will be positive. Speaking of gratitude, yesterday I was spending some time with my stepdaughter and we were playing on TikTok because if you are home with children right now, don't lie, you have tested out TikTok. So (laughs) we're playing on TikTok and she goes to plug her phone up and ends up looking at some old photos. And she shows me this photo she has in her phone of an old photo of Cameron. Like when his hair was just starting to grow out, you know, probably a year after he had been home and we just laughed about it. And she talked about how she remembered how tiny he was. And she said something along the lines of like, I always forget how long he was in the hospital for. And I said, I know me too. I said, sometimes I have to go back and look at the pictures just to remind myself that that happened. And she goes, I know I forgot. It's crazy. I said, I know. Cause there's literally he's stronger than anyone expected. He's, he's the strongest he's ever been. And if you're If you're new to this and you're just listening, just tuning into the stranded phase, my son was a micro preemie. He was born a pound and a half and spent 82 days in the NICU in very severe conditions, basically fighting for his life for the first 30 to 45 days until his health took a turn. And then we spent the rest of the time getting him healthy enough to come home to us. And so we kind of laughed about it and just 
kind of in awe. And then we went back and looked at a couple of pictures of him. And I do that a lot, actually. I have taught myself to do that so that I do not forget because it is very easy for me to get and I to forget that that ever happened because Cam's, for the most part, my son is pretty damn healthy other than uh, a compromised respiratory system. He can, he has asthma. He can get a cold very easy that turns into bronchitis pretty damn quick. So I just kind of sat there looking at his photos yesterday again. And I was like, wow, this is such a miracle. He's such a miracle. He's such a miracle. Like, you know, God really showed out in our lives in that time. He just really proved that in your darkest moments, you know, some of the best things can be created and some of the most powerful things can be taught. I say this all the time, but my son being in the NICU, when he got home, that's what inspired me to become an entrepreneur. His resilience, his ability to never give up, wanting to be home with him more, wanting to be more present. It inspired me so much. It just it just made me feel like I woke up and realized life was so much bigger. But I have to be honest that during that time, nothing resonated. It was a very, very, very dark time. And I also try to never forget that as well as that when Cam came home, it was like pure bliss, pure bliss. Like I remember being the happiest person ever. It was like all the dismay went away, the darkness, the depression. I remember there were times where Chris and I were sleeping in the bed and Cameron was in the hospital and we didn't even talk to each other for hours on end. We were so numb. I clear as day recall being in like a circumstantial depression because there was just nothing I could do, nothing I could say. I didn't know the outcome. I was uncertain. I didn't know. Not a soul could tell us how long Cameron was going to be there until four days before he got out. No one would ever give us a date. They wouldn't wouldn't tell us how long he would be in there. We'd say about how long and they'd go, oh, there's no telling. We're just going to wait on this, this, and this. And that happened week after week after week. I remember before Halloween thinking he would come home and it was still another two weeks before he came home after that. We didn't know the distance. I mean, we didn't know the um, the length of time he would be in there. And honestly, we didn't know what we were going to do if we ever got him home because of how small he was and how compromised his body was. And we just had no idea what we were walking into. And it was there was so much fear around the uncertainty and just depression around the fact that uh, our lives had taken a turn upside down. And then looking at his picture yesterday, I was like, wow, you know, that was a miracle. That was a freaking miracle. And the crazy part about it is, you never experience or understand that it's a miracle while you're in it. And when I was looking at his photos, I'm like, wow, you could not have told me that I was experiencing a miracle in that moment. I was just trying my very best to not be anxious, be present for my son, show up and keep my sanity. Most days I was positive on the exterior, absolutely. But you could not have walked into my presence and said, you're experiencing a miracle right now and I would have believed you. It felt like one of the darkest times of my life. It turned my world upside down. It changed who I was forever. I experienced scarcity and depression and fear on a whole nother level. I thought I was about to lose my child. I would have never believed that I was living in a miracle, but I was. I was in the midst of a miracle, the midst of a miracle. And I'm telling you that story because I want you guys to understand that nobody knows in their darkest moments of uncertainty, not knowing how long it's going to be, not knowing where you're headed. They're in the midst of a miracle. Never do they ever know that. It is far later when you're posting Flashback Friday or Throwback Thursday that you're able to say, wow, that was so dope. That experience, that adventure, that time with my significant other, that adventure with my kids, this moment in time was amazing. It was everything or it was a miracle. You didn't know that while you were going through it. Guys, I am convinced that we are in the midst of a miracle. We are among a time in our lives where the universe and God is screaming at the top of his lungs, 
trying to purify us, to position us, to prepare us, and force us to be more present. More present. It's funny when I think about, when I think back to what happened to my son, I it caused me to practice gratitude and being present on a level that I have never experienced by demand, by requirement. And one of the many things that I learned during that time was like the unknown, not knowing where you're going, not knowing what to expect, not knowing even if death or survival is on the table, the most unforeseen circumstances, they are the ultimate times to test your faith. They are like the ultimate time to press on God, the universe, whatever you choose to believe in, because that uncertainty is not up to you. Like the worry that comes, not the uncertainty, but the worry that comes with uncertainty. I I heard it most powerfully in a sermon today with Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. I love what he said. He said, God does not intend for us to worry. That is his job. We spend our time feeding our fears and then praying for faith and and worrying is wasting our time worrying about tomorrow when the only person who's in control of tomorrow is God himself. And so he says, <laughs> God is telling you, give me my job back. My job is to worry for you. Your job is to have faith and walk in the present. I really, really believe he's right. I believe we're in the midst of a miracle. I've never, like I said, I've never felt more gratitude in my life. And when my son was almost taken from me, and then we were given another opportunity to know that we would have him as a part of our lives, I committed to spending the rest of my life loving him, appreciating him, being grateful for him. I can't tell you guys how many times I get on my knees in his bedroom while he's sleeping, face down, boohoo crying, thanking God that he gave me a chance to get to know him. But the truth is, is I can't promise you I would be as grateful or as present had that not happened. And oftentimes things are taken away from us even with relationships. Think about how many times you've had to walk away from a relationship in order for one or both of you to be more grateful and choose whether or not you need to do things differently or prove to one another that this is worth keeping because you had gotten to a place where you had become ungrateful for it. Not even going to front. Two, about two and a half years ago, right after Cam, probably about six months after he came home, Chris and I split up. We split up. Things had come to a head. We were struggling with the idea of marriage. And to be honest, there were a lot of things that we had not healed from yet. The story goes on. And to be honest, looking back on it now, it was the best thing that ever happened to us. We spent about three and a half weeks apart, living apart, co-parenting. And by week three, internally, whether we were willing to express, not willing to express it or not, we were dying to be back in each other's presence and willing to do whatever it took to make things work. And over that period of time, we both learned that we would much rather work it out, be more present, be more grateful, figure this thing out than to be apart. That happens sometimes when we get too complacent, forget to be grateful. Like this just happens. And I really, really think in a awkward form, the world was moving too fast. We wanted too much. We were chasing fleeting things and fleeting goals. Majority of us had learned to become robots that 
didn't practice gratitude, that weren't able to be present, that kept thinking, if I could just make more money, if I could just get the opportunity, the promotion, if I could just get more followers on social media, then I will then, then and only then will I be a better parent and save more money and be more present with my children and take more vacations and take more breaks. But I have to get to the thing first. Guys, this time of uncertainty, not knowing everything being taken away from us, the things that we obligate our time with from movies to restaurants, to coffee dates, to meetings, to time sitting in cubicles at work when we could be doing the things that we really love or the things that are super important that has been taken away from everyone, merely everyone in the entire country and across the world to learn to be more present, to appreciate what we already have, being present, being grateful. And maybe you're saying like, yeah, I could totally see that. But when does it end? Let me tell you that it's going to get uncomfortable before it gets better. And it's going to last longer than you would like it to. I want you to think about, have you ever done a cleanse? Like I hate doing stuff like this. I hate when someone tells me like, drink these juices and don't eat for 24 hours or don't eat for the next five, you know, four days, only eat snacks in between, eat these nuts, eat this and drink these juices and don't eat anything in between. And it's going to be four to 10 days or whatever. For real, for real, I've only done two cleanses in my life. Fasting, I could not even consider y'all. I think I fasted twice in my lifetime and no longer than two days. But fasting or a cleanse, right? First day, you're super hype. You're like, I'm about to do this. This is going to change my body forever. It's going to reset my immune system. It's going to reset my gut. And then I'm going to start healing. And everybody says, this is so great. And I'm so motivated. I'm going to do it right. And blah, 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 right? Day two and three, struggle bust. Day four, you're like, okay, that mindset kicks in. You're like, okay, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. There is an end goal in sight. But then there's like three to five more days left of your cleanse. And those last couple days are when you're like, this should have been over. I do not want to push through. I want no parts of this. I don't want to continue. This is extremely uncomfortable. It is pissing me off. It annoys me. It angers me. I can't have what I want. I can't do what I want. I can't eat what I want. I can't feel what I want because I'm doing something else that is supposed to fix my body. And that doesn't even feel relevant right now because I am so significantly unhappy with the way that I feel right now and the things that I'm forced to do, right? I feel like that is what this is going to be like because we're being purified. When we feel like we've had enough, the universe, obviously it's the federal government's decision, but I feel like the universe is going to push us like a few weeks longer than that. Like it's cool to be positive right now, right? And there's very few people that are positive on this note, but it's fairly easy to be positive right now. But we get when we get worn, torn and feel like, okay, all right, that's enough. Like, all right, we stayed in 15 days. Like, all right, y'all, come on, God, figure this thing out. Like, that is enough. I think the universe, I think the God we serve is going to be like, mm, I still think y'all need an extra week. I think you need an extra week to truly be purified. I think you need an extra week to truly be tested. I think you need an extra week to truly feel the gratitude of what you already have and not the things that you need and the things that you're eagerly distracted with, the things that you think that matter so much that absolutely positively don't because I have already given you everything that you need. I am what you need and I've given you everything that you need. I think we'll be pushed. I think it will get uncomfortable before it gets better and it will be a lot longer than we expect. And for a lot of us, the ugliest part of all of this is the unknown, not knowing the destination and not knowing the length of how long this will last. But one thing I am more certain about is that if we do this right, 
if we do this right. And I will tell you, there's no cookie cutter approach. I, we have not been through this. It has been like an entire century since we have been through this together. But one thing I know for certain is we're all enduring this together and born of this will be some incredible people. And those are going to be the people that walk by faith, walk through this by opening up to more of who they are and not opening up to more worry, more scarcity, more fear, more concern. You are safe in your homes with a roof, with your family, with an opportunity and internet to grow, learn, read books, receive, meditate, journal. And I'm telling you this because if you open up to more of who you are and the impact that you truly want to make on this earth, I promise you that will become clearer and clearer and clarity will lead to a path and a path that leads, leads to a passion and a passion that when activated and used to move people forward will turn into a purpose that will be born on the other side of this purified as the earth purifies, as you purify, as you learn to become more grateful, become more present, be positioned for what you were truly created for. This will all make us better people. If we follow that clearly, this will make us better people because I'll tell you what we don't want to do. And I am the biggest perpetrator of this is just get through it. I heard in the sermon I was listening to today, we don't want to just get through it. And they're right. We don't want to just get through this. Guys, for the first, I am, I am the, my friends listen to this and be like, oh yes, girl, you are so right. I stay being the person that I just want to get through it. Like my taxes. Oh no, I ain't been doing nothing to prepare for that. I just want to get through it. Like when it comes, I just want to get through it. When it comes and I'm forced to sit down and I got to spend the next 48 hours pulling out everything for my taxes, I'll, I'll do it then. And I'll just get through it. Like the first eight months of my business, I, I ran like day by day. Like I was just like, all right, just get through it. Like just get through one day. Okay. That day's taken care of next day, next day, next day. Like when people said plan, oh my God, when people used to say plan for your next quarter, I was like, what does that even mean? I can't plan for next week. But now I understand that's when you stop just like trying to fight your way through things and get through day by day. And you actually focus on the goal ahead, where you're going, what you can do, how you can master what you're currently doing and have people help you and document what you're doing. And that's from a business aspect, but from a personal aspect, how, how can we use this opportunity to not just simply pray every day that this is over, that God takes care of us, that he brings us out of this. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. And this may sound ugly. I would say that the majority of us might have been severely quarantined, or at least the people listening to this for maybe the last couple of days, maybe a week. The city that I am in has not even put us on a true lockdown, just suggested, suggested that we stay inside. Most of us have been on a true quarantine, maybe a weekend. I'm going to be truthfully honest with you and very hard headed when I say this. If in the next three days, this coronavirus vanished and within a week, we were told that we were allowed to go outside again and live our normal lives again. I would tell you that the majority of us would not have gotten the experience we needed to change. We would not have got the experience we needed to change. This needs to be a little lengthy I think right now everyone's shook up. I don't know that everyone's prepared to receive a lesson. I really think the universe and God are screaming at us to sit still, learn to be present, witness the earth and ourselves, be more purified, learn to be more grateful, be grateful for what we currently have, that we have everything that we need, be positioned and prepared for what we were created on this earth to do and get ready for it. Because on the other side of this, there will be a new you, 
a new world and a new way of life. But God will not let us come out on the other side of it unprepared, ill-prepared. Absolutely not. But if this just lasted a couple days and within a week we were told we could go outside, I don't think much of much of any of us would change. It would be like a bad two weeks. All right, moving on. Back to the basics. No, I think in order for this to happen, God, I, got, I hate to say this, but we have to be tested a little bit. We have to suffer a little bit. We have to prove that on the other side of this, we're prepared for a new way of life, a change, an internal change within us. In order for us to activate this, we need this time. We're being gifted this time, you guys. I promise you on the other side of this is a new way of life. And in order for you to be prepared and present and ready for it and positioned and prepared, it is that you use this time wisely by meditating, journaling, reading more, and stepping more into fully of who you are and not who the world wants you to be. Because I promise, I truly feel like that this is where majority of us were headed is that we were chasing things that one, weren't even what we wanted and two, were to only please people and three, to be more of what everyone else is doing that looks like is making them popular or making them money, but are nothing of what and who we were created to be. This is an opportunity to step into more of who you are, more of the leader, more of the impact, more of the healer, more of the innovator, the creator, the person that brings awareness to a cause that most people around you don't even give a shit about. Guys, this is it. This is the gift. I said this in last week's episode, this will never happen again. The world was gonna change with or without you. You're being gifted the time to prepare for it. You know what I actually love so much about this is I feel like we're all gonna come out of this so, I know you've seen this meme everywhere. We're all gonna come out of this so much more present than we've ever been because we're going to be so grateful for the things that we had that were the most simple gestures of love and sharing and connection that have been stripped from us to appreciate. Things like hugs. I don't know about y'all, but I'm like dying to hug someone. I'm tired of hugging Chris. Handshakes, like pats on the back. I don't care if it's a damn church hug. Kissing my friends on the side of their face, like laughing hard hysterically in close proximity to someone. Like these are things that allow for presence, allow for connection, and they have been stripped from us simply to get to a place that on the other side of this, we will appreciate this on another level, sharing these simple moments that are part of what we already have, part of what we already have. It's funny, one of the questions I get asked most from some of the clients that I work with and people looking to start a podcast is they will say, you know, well, how did you, how are you able to get so clear on your messaging? How are you able to know what you were doing to what type of message you were going to share to impact the world? And I don't have a cookie cutter approach. I often just know that the more present and self-aware I became, the more quiet. I mean, I journaled for a straight year, y'all, writing prayers, writing to myself, brain dumping and writing about what I wanted. I was present. I was present with myself. I really tried to understand what mattered to me, what critical events happening mattered to me. And I think this is an opportunity to prepare ourselves and position ourselves. So to get really clear on positioning, I don't know if you guys have been watching that series on Netflix called All American. Really, really cool show. And I'm about to talk about an episode. So if you haven't watched any of season two, I'll try to be very gracious about a spoiler alert, but it's a show about a bunch of high school kids, but one student that moves from a very at-risk school to Beverly Hills and lives with another family just so he can play football at this very high-level school. But the drama is real, y'all, between the kids. Like, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Makes you feel for the kids and what they're going through now. But 
one of the daughters, Olivia, she, I think her mom go, makes her go to like this, to me, it looks like a debutante thing, but it's this group of girls that wear all white and they help the community and they give back and they're sitting at this dinner and she's given this paper to apply. And the, the top question says, in one word, who are you? And then the second question says, what, if you had no barriers, what would your, what would you want your one contribution to be on earth? And she is completely taken back by this, like completely taken back, goes home. She's kind of upset that she realized that like, she feels like she's just been muddling around forever with no real purpose, installing herself into other people's lives, but really never leading her own or finding a way to contribute to the world. And so she becomes fixated on this. And then at random, she's with her friends and they experience insane racial profiling at a ice cream shop. And so she videotapes the whole thing, leaves, they're okay afterwards. She leaves very angry and decides to start a podcast, ironically, afterwards about social injustices and sharing them with the world and her thoughts. And I thought it was so cool because basically what happened was she was asked a question that prompted her to really think twice about her purpose on this earth. And then, boom, something happened that made what mattered to her very clear, like the racial profile profiling. And then she found her why. And it may not be forever. She may not have to marry it, but it is a start to her contribution on this earth that may have never been in place had she never been asked this. Even if she wasn't asked it, maybe this same thing would have happened and she would not have realized that it was part of her her purpose. And what I'm thinking right now is, this is what happens with most people. I've had several passions, but I didn't get clear on wanting to become an entrepreneur and helping people with their voice and stretching my own until after the trauma with my son. What if this time right now is very similar? What if instead something has happened, something traumatic has happened to all of us to wake us up. We are all experiencing this as a collective. We are all on a collective pause. We're all facing uncertainty. We're all facing the unknown. We're all suffering from some type of anxiety, scarcity, doubt, fear, not knowing what the hell is next. We don't have a destination. We don't have a length of time. We have no idea what we're walking into and we have no idea what type of darkness is on the other side. We also have no idea what good things are on the other side. So now if you use this time to ask yourself the same question, who are you? Who are you? Who do you see yourself as? What do you see when you look in the mirror? And what is your contribution without barriers, without the lack of income, without the investments required? What is your contribution to this earth going to be? In the midst of this traumatic experience, in the midst of this collective pause, in the midst of a miracle, this miracle that we're experiencing that is about to shift the earth, purify us, purify the earth that we live on, the only earth that we have to live on, that is positioning us and preparing us for a change on the other side. And you ask yourself, what is your contribution? And you feel empty. This is the perfect time to find your way. Being present during this time, asking yourself and discovering more about who you are, what you care about, what matters. Maybe this sparked something. Asking yourself that question and searching for your why. I think there's, like I said, a thousand times, there's a lot of people that on the other side of this are going to come born of this era that will be in history books. There will be born healers, innovators, natural leaders, people that will have significant impact, people that will promise themselves that they'll never see this happen again, whether it be the financial downturn, the health situation, the, the hospitals, the lack of innovation, the lack of preparation, there are so many things happening right now that we did not know were problems until they arose in our faces. This may be the thing to wake you up. 
They say the size of the problem typically creates the opportunity, right? At the end of the day, we're all problem solvers. There's opportunity in this for each of us. All you have to do is be present. All you have to do is be present. If you're struggling to wrap your brain around this, to get clear on this, to understand what's going on or why, I promise you, you're not going to have the answers. You're not. I've taken the time recently to watch some of these press conference conferences, see if there's any way for me to get more informed. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people are saying the same thing to me, and I feel like no one has any predictions to offer. So yes, be prepared, have somewhat of a plan, but there is so much that matters right now about you walking in faith, myself included. I'm learning to walk in faith, be more present, like be willing to be present enough to receive the clarity around what you are supposed to receive right now. And then when you do, do it right, right? Even if we've seen clarity in the last five, 10 years around what we're supposed to be doing because it slapped us right in the face and fell in our lap, half the time we don't even do it right because we find ourselves without the time. We try to half-ass things. We try to speed up the process. We try to hire it out. We try to have someone else do the thing and it doesn't turn out the way we would like. Now you have the time. Now you have the time. Do it right. I caught myself doing this last night. I ordered a filing cabinet four weeks ago to get myself organized. It's been sitting in our bedroom, in our office bedroom. I finally put it together last week, brought it upstairs, never did it. Yesterday, I said, that's it. I'm getting organized. Pulled everything out, went through everything. And when I was halfway through it, I felt like I had just made more of a mess. And I almost took the rest of the stack of papers and stuffed them in a file and said, I'll do this later. And then I said, no, no, you know what? You sat down to do this because it needed to be done. And if you don't do it right, guess what's going to happen? You're going to continue to push it off. Six months from now, you're going to pull that stack out and you're not going to do it again. And your problem's going to get worse and worse. The intent is not to get organized once. The intent is to create a new habit so that moving forward, you continue to do it right. It's the bad habits that have led me to a pile of paperwork unfiled on my desk. Priorities, a lack of priorities is what has led me to that. So if you have an opportunity during this time to be present enough to receive clarity, to be positioned correctly on the other side of what's to come that is going to create an opportunity for all of us to be better versions of ourselves, make sure you do it right. You do it with some due diligence, some presence, some practice, some commitment. This will get nasty before it gets better. It will last longer than any of us would wish for it to, but I just want you to know, for real, for real, y'all, there's a bigger purpose to this. There's memes everywhere and and all type of conspiracy theory information, and I'm not saying that I don't believe any of them, but I absolutely believe that on the other side of this, there is a much bigger purpose that our God, the God that we serve, the universe, whatever higher power that you choose to believe in, your preference is not my, it does not matter to me. What matters to me is that you understand that the bigger purpose of all of this is that we are being, our earth is being purified. We are being purified. We are being tested. We are being required to suffer a little bit, a little bit because we're being prepared for what's on the other side as the world shifts, being required to be more present, to appreciate the things that we already have because us as a whole, we were headed in the wrong direction and we are being positioned for what's on the other side. And my prayer and my challenge for all of us during this time is don't just get through this. Don't just pack the pantry, prepare the meals, pray for a speedy recovery and say, let us just get through this. Pray that our God gives you everything that you need, that you have an opportunity to hear everything that you need to hear, that you have an opportunity to dig deeper 
to be present, to love your family, to know more of who you are, that to understand on the other side of this, what what is my contribution supposed to be? I feel like the last five years, I haven't walked in my purpose. I haven't understood my passion. After this, I want more of that. How do I do that? What does that look like? Make sure you don't just get through this because otherwise we miss the miracle because we are in the midst of a miracle. We are in the midst of a miracle. This is a gift. I pray that you guys take an opportunity to receive that, understand that even in the midst of financial a financial downturn. I know that there are some scary times to come, but like I've said before, I know two things. One, we will get through this. And two, we will get through this. And two, of this will be born some world changers, some world changers. The question you need to ask yourself, is that you? Is that you? And if so, what do you need to do? What are your next steps? And how can you use this time to prepare for your position, be more present and understand more of who you are and be purified and experience real gratitude for what you already have. Let's not miss the miracle, y'all. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful, safe, healthy, wealthy, continued, abundant week. Reach out if you need anything. I'm going to be doing a lot of live classes this week around podcasting and spreading your message and turning this from side hustle and passion to real money. I can't wait to meet some of you guys and work with some of you guys. Be on the lookout. Tag me on social media if you're listening to this at Jessica Hurley. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm wishing you so much love, giving you a virtual hug, and I hope you have a safe space to experience all this amidst this miracle. I love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.